0: to the Eclectic Collection. My Eclectors are having a good new year, I hope, and today we're going to talk episode 26, Shark Mania, which I took a lot of time to name because I'm obsessed with sharks. It occurred to me, and many people said to me when talking about content for the podcast, why haven't you done a shark one yet? And I think, you know, that's a good question. So If you've paid attention, you know that I'm obsessed with Coca-Cola and that's always been one of the passions of my life, collecting Coca-Cola paraphernalia. I like to drink Coca-Cola, obviously, but it's red and white stuff everywhere, all over my house and my classroom and my world. But the other thing that probably rivals that is sharks. I am totally obsessed with sharks. I love sharks. Of course, homage to the great white because he's the apex predator of the universe. I don't care what anybody says. Forget your crocodiles. Hard no. Basically, it's my brother's fault. In 1975, a wonderful thing happened. In the summer, Jaws came out. And I was completely enamored with it. Now, I was a wee tot. And obviously, there's a huge age gap because I'm the oops baby of my family. So in the summer of 75, when Jaws came out, probably despite all of what Spielberg has ever done, I would argue, the best work ever. Did grad papers about this. uh, Had written uh, aesthetic papers about this. You name it. Love Jaws. What's not to love about Shark Carnage? But um, went to see it. My brother took me. I was a little kid. I literally think I was two. Because I'm vintage 74. And it was out in 75. And back then, movies would stay for a good year in the theater because we just didn't have the turnover that we have now. And although it wasn't right when it came out, I know it was later and had been in for months and we had gone to see it. I was literally maybe two or just about to turn. And yes, I do remember that far back. I was so excited. First of all, he's taken me out all the time. So it was just a cool thing to go out in the gigantic, uh, that he had. And, you know, he had the Police package lighting because he was a firefighter. So that was just cool because he had the little speakers hooked up and everything like that. So that was just a treat as a kid. But going to the movies, much less his brother bear, was good time. Everybody else watching The Muppets and all, sure, that would come later. But that was just bonus stuff because nothing says I love you from a brother like Shark Carnage when you're a little kid. So I went, loved it, thought it was the coolest movie ever. Ran to his truck after it was over because... I thought the shark was going to come get me. But at the same token, I like oddly bonded with the shark. I was really upset that the shark dies. Spoiler alert, in case you've never seen Jaws, in which case, what's wrong with you? Because, you know, I've watched Jaws at least a thousand times, not kidding, um, and own every possible one. And you should not give up on two, three, and four. I'm not going to lie. They're a little cheesier, but still, you still need to have seen it multiple times. I just can't figure out why they would kill the shark. I was very upset. I actually was rooting for the shark. And I was really so depressed. I went home as a little kid and cried because I wanted to see the people get eaten more and the shark live. And in the end they blew up the shark and I was really sad and I'm surrounded by shark stuff and obsessed with it from that and definitely in a preserved shark's way, which I believe is what Peter Benchley was going for. Although some people kind of miss that memo. And just recently when I went on this mission to clean my basement, which is way too long of a process and problem, I found this old yellow, I mean, I always knew where it was. It was probably time to part with it. It was a little yellow shark, looked like look, a little great white shark sponge that from that was out at the time that my brother had gotten me as a joke, which was totally incorporated in bath time for years. Um, after he passed on from bath time, somehow, someway, he ended up just uh, uh, getting put on a hook somewhere in the middle of Dust Bunny Central, so you wouldn't want to use him anymore. But he was a very cool... Um, Sponge that looked like a shark. I played with him so much, accidentally ripped his fin. R.I.P. Shark Sponge. We had to get rid of him just because he was pretty much a biohazard at this point. May or not, may or may not have been responsible for all going on in the world right now. I don't know. It Could be. I have to look into that scientifically. But it was disgusting, and we we parted with it. But I did take a picture of it before we parted with it. But that's the kind of stuff that I have floating around. I mean, you can't look anywhere and not see Coca-Cola stuff or shark stuff, and it just kind of led to this lifetime obsession and interest in it so anything I could read about it or you know purchase that looked like it even if it was something silly and and animated looking or a little kid thing or it could be notebooks it could be folders plays and puns on shark stuff and I feel like as much as it was big then it has become more of a thing and gotten into its own. And you can see that from the movies and the ridiculousness like Sharknado. I mean, that's just a joke and a half, but they are amusing. Um, The Meg, which was an actual, I'll say, uh, blockbuster budget type of thing, even though it was certainly not as serious as Jaws. Um, And a nice, funny spoof, yet actual plot, kind of making fun of all the other um, Shark movies. I I loved uh, Blake Lively in... um, The Shallows, I thought that was like smart people get out of shark situation. All of these don't end well for the shark, by the way. Again, spoiler alert, makes me sad. I'm always rooting for the shark. 47 meters down, Uno and Dos. Um, You know, there was a lot of ridiculous things on sci-fi that you can find all the time. But I would find myself, you know, at SeaWorld or going to aquariums or even just the local places and... I often would get uh warned if not thrown out of the baby shark tank where you could like pet them. They're like, Two fingers, two fingers. I got my whole hand and arm in the thing, like trying to pick them up along with the uh, stingrays. But uh they're like, excuse me, stop, two fingers, only pet them with two fingers. I'm like, oh ah, okay, fine. Um I mean I wasn't gonna steal them, I promise. It was just I, I don't know. I feel like people are afraid of them. I love going in the ocean and just the concept of if I see a, a ray or Any kind of fin, I do swim toward it. Call me nuts. I don't know. I just feel like I wouldn't get eaten. I feel like they would know that I love him and it would be fine. Call me crazy. Um, Even dressed up like a shark for Halloween when I first started teaching. That was rough. It's a very big, heavy, gray suit. But it had a fin on the back and everything. It was cute. There's just so much shark paraphernalia and shark crazy people out there now and I feel like I've always been part of that. So to me, it's almost like, oh, you like the team now because they're winning. And that's not cool because I've been on Team Shark from the beginning, from jump. And now it's just cool or more fun or more noticeable because we have more technology. We can track them, et cetera, um, than it was before. Although that's fine. If you're new to the shark team, welcome. But you have to be a purist. I do have one of the um, wildlife protected sharks. A friend of mine gave me a shark for... Uh, my birthday a few years ago, and I thought that was really cool. Um, my next step is probably Polar Bear, if for nothing else, just to honor Coke. But with all of the different movies and uh, stuff out there and, and plays on it, it is a popular thing that became unto its own and even got more popular, which I don't know how that happened. And, and it probably wasn't due to the, uh, the sci-fi movies. <laughs> and I doubt it was from the, uh, maybe Jaws 2, but Jaws 3 and 4... I love 3 because it plays on SeaWorld and what more terrifying thing than being in the Spanish Galleon under the water when a shark in 3D, poor 3D I might add, but I still love it, pierces the tunnel and everybody's stuck in there and potentially could get eaten. I mean, what's more terrifying than going to SeaWorld for Happy Family Day and possibly getting eaten by a shark? Um, 4 was a a little bit janky. They kind of went for the uh, revenge thing, but I do admire that they tried to keep all the casts in play for all that time. Uh, Spielberg certainly had nothing to do with anything after the first one, but who knew what he would start? And when I read the novel, I read the novel, and then I kind of went back to read more about the backstory of the novel. Peter Benchley, I feel bad because he did not want any kind of people to start finning and doing these terrible things to, to hurt sharks, which unfortunately is what came about. He was trying to preserve sharks, and he basically explained how Important they were and integral. And the Meg, I mean, it's a joke, but it's not. I still say there's a couple of them swimming around and uh, we'll never see them. Maybe because they are deep down, like they say, under some curtain of bubbles, or maybe because they don't want to be seen. But think about it sharks have the cure to like cancer and Alzheimer's and everything else. And um, we just can't really keep them in captivity or harvest them the way they are. And sometimes I think um, it's weird. I feel like the keys to some things that we need to know on this earth are often locked in a place we can't get to um i i see it uh, sometimes you'll see a nonverbal student and and i think to myself you know what if they know you know what we don't know or you see someone who um has a disability and they 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 might be blind but they hear so much better or they might be deaf, but they see things that you don't or see so much clearer. It's it's interesting how senses and differences can focus on certain people. And it has so much to do with not just the mind, but the abilities that go with that. And as much as obviously sharks aren't people, it's still the idea that here's this like awesome apex predator, really not meant to be messed with, but they really don't bother you either, unless you kind of look like a seal. But for the most part, they all they do is eat and swim and make little sharks, to quote uh uh Ricky Dreyfus in, in, in Jaws One. And it's true. Uh yet they have these crazy qualities and are very majestic creatures and they are probably able to do more medically and stuff that we can than we can access at this time. So it's one of those situations where research is key and it's great, but we're just not there yet. So it's it's almost like uh at some point maybe we'll be able to do that without harming the species in the process. So I don't know, it just makes me think, what do I know? I really like sharks, in case anybody didn't know. So now to all my fans and people who have said to me, why don't you talk about sharks? I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I should do that. And for the record, there's a lot of really good shark stuff out there. Whether you wanna read Peter Benchley's original novel, um, and then there's one, I have to find the name of it, but there was a book that was written about what begat Jaws, and it was from the Jersey Shore uh, shark attacks in the early 1900s. And that book that was written about those shark attacks, more from a nonfiction perspective, is what created um, the interest or sparked the interest for Peter Benchley to write his novel. Incidentally, fun fact, Peter Benchley is in uh, Jaws as a cameo. He is the reporter on the beach in a suit, Uh, With very bad 70s glasses, holding a microphone, saying a cloud in the form of a killer shark when he's discussing what's going on at the beaches in Amity Island, which is also funny because Amity does mean friendship and it wasn't very uh, happy that day. Um, They did film in New England and uh, that's like unrealistic that a shark of that magnitude would be in cold waters like that. But it was where they could get the license to film and look like water was all around them because they were on an island island. So you can find these and all these other shark fun facts in the uh, 25th or the 30th uh, edition of any of the DVDs afterwards. And there's even like quizzes and things that you can take. Pretty fun. Um, something I wanted to let all of my eclectors know, which if you haven't become an collector yet, you should certainly sign up, subscribe, and hang out with us. Um, our goal is to try and go from every other week to every week now. That would be nice. And uh, generally speaking, uh, everybody that's out there, if you didn't hear already or maybe listen out of sequence, I put up a YouTube channel called Mysterious Morsels, and it's all these crazy things and fun, macabre, occult and bizarre and folklorish and superstitious stuff that I like to talk about and seem to get myself into or read about and have studied. So if you're interested or bored or just like clicking on YouTube stuff, We have some regular videos up, and we have some shorts up under Mysterious Morsels, Uh, so go take a look at them, and that would be much appreciated, because uh, I think you'll enjoy that content if you enjoy this content. So speaking of that, if you like what you heard today, then check us out at eclecticcollectionpodcast.com or on your preferred platform. I'm Sherry Janaglia. Thanks for listening.